I want to talk to you this morning about restoration. Anybody ever done a restoration project at your house? Anybody ever done a, done a, done a restoration project at your house? I remember uh, there was one time that we did a restoration project in our in our kitchen, and it was not it was not a planned restoration project. Um, there was a couple times that we had to do a restoration project in our kitchen. Should I tell them about the one time that we had to do a restoration project in our kitchen? One time we bought a refrigerator. <laughs> one time we bought a refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, we bought a refrigerator, and it, and the refrigerator was too big for the place that the refrigerator was going to go. So instead of returning the refrigerator, we uh, knocked down a wall so that the refrigerator would fit in the kitchen. It was it was a really cool refrigerator, obviously. There was another time we did a restoration project in the kitchen, and, and that was because the refrigerator big um, had a problem with the with the water line where it went into the freezer, and it leaked all in the kitchen. That's a great refrigerator, obviously. And it leaked all in the kitchen under the, under the, uh, the uh, it had hardwood floor, and it was under the hardwood floor, and so it began to buckle, and we didn't know. And eventually, the, uh, not only did we have to replace the hardwood floor, we had to replace the subfloor and everything. So our whole kitchen and floor was gone. You know, you could see the, the trusses, you could see the floor, you could see the dirt, the, 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 whole, the whole house was in, in, in up. You know, in Chattanooga, you don't just build a slab. You have to you have to build up the foundation of, of and all that, lay the house. And so we were we were living with my wife's sister for three months uh, while the restoration project in the kitchen and the dining room was complete. So we had to pull out the we had to pull up the the uh, the, uh, the uh, and of course the guys had to come in, uh, surf pro whoever you know what I'm talking about. They come in with the fans and they charge you a million dollars for like four fans. So they had to do that. Then we had it was it was a it was a mess. Three months and uh, living with her, with her sister and uh, they were newlyweds and uh, it was just it was, it was it was really cool and and a restoration project right. And so often a restoration project is for the is, is to restore something at least to its original beauty, if not better, um, to make it at least as nice as it was. One of my favorite shows, one of my favorite unscripted shows on TV um, is Hometown. I'm a big Hometown fan. I love that show. Ben and Aaron, I I love them. I want to just hug them, right? Uh, If you were here earlier this morning, I had on my uh, Vote Ben Ford 5 t-shirt on this morning for for band practice. Um, I love how they can take an old broken down house and they they can make it somebody's dream. But more than just how they can restore a house and a home, I love it when they, they do something to help restore the person. And so if you, if you watch the show, you, and uh, the more time passes and people and loved ones pass and life passes, the more emotional I get. And so there's many times I'll be watching Hometown and I'll just be like wiping the tears from my face and my wife is reading a book. To, to bring just not restoration to just to the building, but they to the house, they, they bring a restoration to people oftentimes. Restoration takes the cracks and the brokenness and it brings refreshing and it brings wholeness.
peace and it brings renewal. It brings what the Bible calls shalom, the Hebrew word shalom, a wholeness, a completeness, a, a peace. And so here's what I've learned, and I'm sure what you have learned as well, is that all of us need restored. All of us have some broken, complete place, and we're all a restoration project in need of this master, the master restorer to come and work in us and on us to restore us to how we were created and what he saw in us. We all need to be restored. We've all experienced cracks and brokenness, and some of us, maybe more than others, some of us have been broken emotionally, some of us have been broken mentally, some of us have been broken spiritually, some of us have been broken physically. This morning we're going to look at someone who we're going to identify and, and call the broken. His name is Peter. Peter is, is the apostle, one of the most prominent characters in the Gospels. He is this rough guy, this rough around the edges guy, uh, whose, whose emotions and his mouth often got him in trouble, right? I mean, he, we were looking at him last week. He grabbed that sword and he cut off, he cut off the, 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 uh, the guard's ear. And Jesus had to heal the, 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 uh, the man with the, with the priest. His emotions and his mouth and his quick temper and his, his rashness often got him in trouble. Yet he was clearly loved by Jesus. He was clearly one of Jesus' most trusted disciples. Jesus loved him even, even and maybe because of his big heart and his, his, his rashness and his, his willingness just to go all in. Even though Jesus had to teach him how to, how to control that, he loved the, the fact that Jesus was willing, that Peter was willing to, to go all in for Jesus. Now, Peter's name, his, his, his name was Simon. It's his original birth name, and his, his brother was Andrew. And Simon was, and, and Andrew were followers of John the baptizer. And so when Andrew introduced Simon, Peter, to Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus renamed Simon. He named him Cephas. It's an Arabic word. It means rock. The Greek word for rock is Petros. And so because of this, this apostle's new name is Peter. His aggressiveness, Peter's aggressiveness made him like this natural spokesman for the, for the 12. But he often, like I said, often his, his, his words came out before his brain engaged. Anybody ever been there? And so his words would often lead to embarrassment. Now Jesus included Peter in his inner circle when he took Peter, James, and John into the house of Jairus to heal Jairus' daughter. Peter was, was there. Peter was among those, twi- uh, those, those same disciples, those three, when Jesus uh, was transfigured on the mount of prayer. And Peter saw, and of course Peter's mouth again, hey, let's build some tabernacles for, for you and for Moses and for Elijah. Peter's always speaking before his thinking. And those, those same three, three saw Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane in prayer and in agony. And Jesus went to his, can't you stay awake while I pray? So Jesus, so Peter was there when the guards and the, the, the chief priests of the temple came to arrest Jesus in the 
sat among them. And when a servant saw him sitting in the light, they looked closely at him. She said, this man was with him too. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him. And after a little while, someone else saw him and said, you're one of them too. And man, I am not, Peter said. About an hour later, another kept insisting, this man was certainly with him since he's also a Galilean. But Peter said, I do not know what you're talking about. Immediately while he was still speaking a few words, then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. So Peter remembered the words of the Lord, how he had, how he had said to him, Lord, you said you wouldn't deny me three times. He went outside and walked with him. yourself in Peter's 
this image of Jesus looking at Peter, I don't see Jesus angry. I don't see Jesus with a look of how dare you. Is this who Jesus is? And when Peter was faced with his own
despair Disciple, but I'm a fool for doing. 
Follow me down this path 